0: Hey, everybody.
1: Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Hey, let
0: me just say one thing here. This
1: is the Rich Eisen Show.
0: My gosh, Steve, when, when did you first start uh, chit-chatting with J.J. Watt about him coming aboard? Well, as soon as he was uh, officially released.
1: Earlier on the show, MMQB senior writer Albert Breer, pro football Hall of Famer Rod Woodson, coming up ESPN NFL analyst Louis Riddick, plus comedian Frank Caliendo. And now it's Rich Eisen.
0: Our number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial to have a conversation. The very hilarious Frank Caliendo is going to be joining us in the middle of this hour. Um, he was referred to by J.J. Watt as a non-football person. Um, when uh, Well, I mean, J.J. Watt was talking about the uh, the uh, recruiting tools that uh, Steve Keim employed in, uh, in getting him to Arizona. And he said that they came from all angles, including non-football people. And we found out from Steve Kime yesterday, before that soundbite was even uttered by J.J. Watt introductory press conference, that it was uh, Blake Shelton made a video for, for uh, the Cardinals, because he's a diehard Cardinals fan. And he said, Frank Caliendo, Steve Kime said... And Caliendo retweeted the video we put out of Kime saying that on our show yesterday from at Rich Eisen show. And he wrote, Kime was so rotted about my flag football coaching abilities. Three crying emojis. And knowing Frank, that's either that's a gag or, or or he's saying that he was a flag football coach in the video that he gave to J.J. Watt. But Kime said it, it was Gruden. I think he made him do a Gruden imitation. 16 and old, man. So that's what you played for Kime yesterday. We're going to straighten all this out. You got to straighten <laughs> all this out because this is stuff that, I mean, you know, uh, it's right here show, look, it's important. So many people might talk about J.J. J. Watts effectiveness and how it might actually work in the NFC West. As you know, we're going to track down the most important stuff, which was Caliendo's stuff. Or um, as I came on the air about Marshall Goldberg, who's the guy who used to wear number 99, whose family is uh, told J.J. Watt he can wear it. I referred to my uh, my book that I have right here. Great Jews in sports. <laughs> And there's a three-page entry about Marshall Goldberg's uh, college and football uh, professional ex- uh, playing experience. It just come straight to the source. And by source, I mean a Jewish person in front of a microphone.
2: <laughs>
3: what
4: is that? Man? Source, you. Uh, yeah,
0: source me. Uh, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. But there is so much going on. Uh, Diana Rossini of ESPN, uh, who I follow and whose work I uh, greatly appreciate, she said that she texted a football coach, head coach this week, uh, today, who called uh, the cuts coming in next week's NFL uh, calendar uh, a massacre. And then there's what is going on with the quarterback carousel situation. And uh, thrilled to have here on the show. Really enjoyed his work with uh, Brian Greasy and Steve Levy in the booth for Monday Night Football. And uh, he talks ball all the time for the worldwide leader in sports, Louis Riddick, here on the show. How are you, Louis?
5: Rich, I'm good, man. Appreciate you uh,
0: having me on. No, thank you for, for coming on this program right now. Uh, I, uh, let's let's just jump right into it um, with uh, what's going on with Deshaun Watson. I mean, you know, yeah. you know how front offices approach matters, um, and it's always like let's stick with Plan A until Plan B. Somebody walks through the door with an offer that we can't refuse. But it does not even mm-hmm. seem like it. It looks like the, the the Texans are even refusing to acknowledge there's a a door B right now. What do you think is going on with this, Louis?
5: Yeah, I think. Really, when you think about this, I think Nick Casarios, you know, he's looking at this going, Look, this is my first time being a GM. I have the final say. Do I really want to be known as the guy who, at the first crack of being a GM, after knocking on the door so many different times and for different reasons, not being able to, you know, I actually finished the deal, do I want to be known as the guy who traded Deshaun Watson? That's the first thing that he did. He traded one of the most dynamic quarterbacks that, quite honestly, When you look at him play-for-play, stat-for-stat, he's right up there with some of the greats that are playing this game right now, namely the guy who everybody considers to be the standard, Patrick Mahomes. Do you want to be known as that guy? And I think, but once you get past that, when you look at the long game, Rich, I think, and I've said this numerous different times, if I got to a point where I could get to a face-to-face with Deshaun, and he was telling me this, and I really did, for all intents and purposes, believe him when he said, I'm not playing for you because this isn't even about you. This isn't my my problem isn't with you. Mm -hmm. My problem goes way above you. Then I would really start saying, hey, look, it's time for us to start picking up the phone because I need to build this football team. I need to do what's in the best interest of this team, both now and in the future. We need the picks. We need the capital. And there's some people out there right now that are just flat-out desperate. For, for this guy, and we might be able to take them straight to the cleaners. you have to start considering that, and I think right now, honest to God, if I was in that chair, I would be considering it. I really would
0: I mean you have to right I mean because it does appear Absolutely. that he, it, it does appear that he's 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 communicated everything that you say you you would need to hear sitting in that right. chair and right. and you know I, I was mentioning before on the show and you know um, you you may have heard uh, um, you know certainly through uh, our friend Greeny as well I I, I mm-hmm. suffer from the same affliction as as Greeny um, with the Jets and this has nothing mm-hmm. to do with that if you're in that position uh, where you've got a player saying this to your face wouldn't you want not one but two teams that have top three draft choices and multiple first-rounders that they would be potentially uh, willing to give, but because they have them, and right. also 23-year-old quarterbacks that can also be flipped to you in the trade, yeah. and even better, to play them off each other. They're division rivals. Sure. I mean, this is this is the mother load that you'd want to have created. Now, the only issue that you would maybe make it wish – for you to be better is that it would be in another conference, so you don't have to see this no. kid once every, but once every four years. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, it seems to be yeah, perfect. Yeah there's, yeah, there's
5: a couple scenarios that are like that. I mean, really, even though Carolina's not in, in the division.
0: Yes, correct.
5: You know, there's still another one where, okay, would you, would you be willing to survive? Do you think you could survive short-term with a guy like Teddy Bridgewater plus all the draft capital that you could get? Plus, whatever other player that they'd be willing to give you off of that roster, considering that right now, they're basically telling you, just look at what we have and tell us what you want. I mean, that's really what teams are doing right now for, you know, in, in terms of their making an attempt to see if this is really something that they can consummate. And I, and I think this too, Rich, the longer this goes, and I've had a couple of people tell me this, we can't. Meaning, from the from the team side, from the potential acquiring team side, we can't wait forever. We can't deal in in hypotheticals and wishing that and hoping that eventually either he or Russell comes available. The longer this goes, the more we have to go to our plan B, C, and D. Especially, you know, in the quarterback in the quarterback situation, and that's just. And, and at some point in time, we have to close off the door to this. We can't revisit it. We can't go into the draft. Let's just say this drags all the way up to the draft Mm. or even past the draft. They draft the quarterback, and then all of a sudden Houston goes, hey, you know what? Yeah, we are going to trade him. I mean, what are you going to do? You're not going to trade for Deshaun Watson if you just drafted a quarterback in the first round or just gave someone a contract that locks you into some things from a salary cap planning perspective and then just blow it all up because then they decide. So I think it's also important for Houston to time this up right, too. Because I'm telling, they could clean. I'm just telling you, they could, and you know this. I mean, this is isn't hard to figure out. You could clean up in this situation. Clean up, and for and for Nick. Look, if he's having these conversations with Cal McNair right now, look, Nick. If I'm Nick, I'm sitting back in my chair going. I didn't create this.
3: Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. Do really, this. you say that to the new boss? You know, you know what? You know what, I'm, I'm, I'm saying. You know what? I, I guess I'm saying that to
0: myself. Right. I hey, you know, I okay, I'm
3: saying
5: at one point, look, yeah, you know, I'm sure you know we're in this together. But in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, look, I'm trying to build this football team. I'd love to build this football team with about four extra first and seconds, plus a quarterback who I think I can win with, and you know, some nice cap space going forward. I, I'd like that situation. I wouldn't want to take the short-term hit of being the guy that traded Deshaun Watson, but in my mind, what would give me some? Well, besides the fact that I signed—I don't know—did Nick sign a five-six-year deal? I mean, I, but along with that security, I'd be thinking, "I'm trying to build this going forward." So either way, you know, I, I think I'm good, and I just and I think that they have to start looking along those lines and thinking along those lines. And I really would, and I'm not just saying this because I'm not in that chair. I'm saying it because I really do believe if I felt that Deshaun was dug in like he is and he's given nobody any reason to think otherwise, I think timing is everything in this. And I think it's on their side right now, but for, with every passing day, I think that
0: could start changing. I agree, Lewis uh, Lewis Riddick here on the Rich Eisen Show. Because, look, you know, being on this side of the business right now, with a microphone Mm -hmm. attached to your lapel or wearing a headset, you know, you know that with each passing day that the Texans don't make this maneuver, there's at least, I could probably name 10 people in your shop alone that would love Mm -hmm. to have that one-on-one with Deshaun Watson. There's me, Mm -hmm. there's 10 people in my shop, there's 10 people (laughs) in Fox's shop. I mean, Mm -hmm. honestly, and and all he's got to do is choose one, and then suddenly the leverage goes out the window that they have, when he yep. says the words publicly into a microphone sitting in a one-on-one chair or tweets it out if he wants to put it, make his own content his own because that's the way things go, yep. changes the dynamic in 10 seconds. 10 seconds. Because right now you've got in Carolina an owner in David Tepper who wants to make the biggest splash possible. And you've got no two doubt. teams potentially in the AFC East worried that the other one might actually pull off the deal. And yep. you've got, you got this all played out and it's wired and nobody has fallen head over heels in love yet with somebody for a second or third overall pick in yep. New York or Miami yet. But that may happen. You know, like, so yep. n- this is it. Now's the time.
5: Yeah. And you know what? And let's just throw another team in there. Sure. Although they don't have, they can't offer the quarterback in return that a Carolina can or, a Jet, or the Jets can or Miami can. And I keep saying this and, and I know that the people, you know, who work there, I mean some of them are good friends of mine, they're probably sitting there going, Lewis, why are you doing this to us? But they know it too. In Chicago. They are in a tough, tough spot. Okay? If they don't swing, and I mean like Barry Bond, knock it out of the park swing and hit at quarterback, they are in a tough spot. Because then they're sitting there at the twenty spot in the first round. And they got to get up ahead of teams that potentially want to draft a quarterback like the Patriots, maybe the 49ers, the Broncos, Carolina sitting there hungry for a quarterback, maybe the Eagles, Falcons, Dolphins, Jets, Jaguars. What are they going to do then? They said yesterday, well, you know what? We haven't closed the door on bringing back Mr. Trubisky. Mr. Pisky, yeah, right. You're not going down that road. You have Nick Pauls under contract. That's not going to work. What are you You going to trade for Marcus Mariota? No, that's not going to work. You're going to sign Ryan Fitzpatrick? No. You're going to sign Jameis? No. You're going to sign Alex Smith? Mm-mm. Let's stress you not when both the GM and the head coach's jobs are on the line here in 2021. That's another team that when you sit, I mean, I'm telling I, I bet if they picked up the phone in Houston, they would say, what do you want? Just tell us, who do you want? <laughs> you want Khalil Mack? You want Roquan Smith? You want our next three first-round three, uh, three first picks? What do you want? And that's That's what I'm saying, like, It's really one of those, I don't know, let's just say this drags out into the season. Let's say Deshaun decides, hey, I'll miss a game. I'll miss a couple games. I'm not going to blink. Or does that leave Houston? What have you shown? What have you proven by saying, I don't want to establish the precedent of having quarterbacks being able to walk into our office and say, I don't want to play for you. And then all of a sudden, we're just kind of caving to that pressure. I don't want to establish that precedent. I don't want other players coming in doing that. You're not proving anything here. I mean, you, you're just you're cutting off your nose to spite your no face here in this situation. No doubt, That's exactly what you're doing.
0: No doubt. I mean, you are uh, spitting truth here, Lewis. I mean, and 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 uh, honestly, um, the one thing we haven't mentioned throughout this entire conversation. Because we could sit here and say absolutely Jets, absolutely Carolina, <laughs> absolutely Miami, absolutely Chicago. You could throw you know San Francisco into the mix potentially, uh-huh. or anybody who wants to swing for a fence, as you said, Barry Bonds stuff. Right? You could do all that. Yep. Deshaun's got a no trade clause on top of it. He could shut it down. Yep. At any moment. So yep. there's you've got to be on the same page with somebody who wants to not even be in your book anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's insane in each passing day to try and get it done with a draft approaching if it's the week Mm -hmm. of. Imagine pulling something like this off on a draft night. I mean, that would be insanity. That would be insane to do that.
5: It would be good for us. (laughs) It'd be good for you, good for us, it'd be good for everybody. And you know what? I'll say secretly, I'm I'm hoping something like that does happen. But you're you're right. I mean, it's just... uh, and you know, you, you just touched on something, though, right? They have to still, ironically, communicate with a guy who could just blow up all their. They could, they could do all this legwork, pick up the phone, pass out all these deals, just absolutely just go fantasy football hog wild on this whole thing and get everything lined up, and Deshaun could say, nope. That's right. Don't like that place. And you know what that comes down to, again? The same thing that got them into this mess communication. That's all this came down to. I mean, see, people now think that this is just the era of the prima donna quarterback, and all of a sudden, guys are more selfish now and want to just do their own thing. I mean, quarterbacks, Rich, you know that they've been doing this for a long time. Quarterbacks have been trying to dictate their own destiny for a long time, since way back. But we just kind of selectively get ticked off about certain things because of the optics and how it looks. And it's almost like here, you know, now people are saying, well, Deshaun and Russell—they they want to be GMs too. They want to pick coaches. And from my understanding, and I think I have a pretty good understanding, and I'm sure you do too, that's not what he wanted. He didn't start this. People came to him, asked him about his input about certain things. He thought that was going to continue going forward. He expressed some concerns about certain things. And then all of a sudden, when the rubber meets the road, as Mike Common likes to say, hmm. things changed on him. You know, I don't care what business you're in, and I don't care what era it is. You tell somebody something like that, and you back out on your word, you're going to get what's coming to you. And in this case, it's a kid who says, I'm done. Just get me out of here. Send me somewhere else. And that's and that's simply because you didn't keep the main thing the main thing. You didn't keep your word. And that's got to account for something at some point, especially when you're talking about a quarterback who you know, you know, without him last year, you're lucky if you win those four games. Mm. You may win one. <laughs> you know what I mean. So it's it's just kind of wild. So sometimes you know we make this stuff so difficult, and and it's and it's really it's really not. I mean it's in in terms of communicating anyway. I mean winning football games in the NFL is hard, but communicating with your best players and players who you have decided you want to invest the kind of money in them that you're investing it's not that hard to stay true to them and stay open with them and stay honest with them and just let them know. Cause that's what players ultimately want. They just want you to stay true to what you're saying it, or don't say anything. You know, I mean, if, if there, if you didn't want him to be involved, you didn't want his input, then you should have never asked him, <laughs> but don't put it out there and then take it back and then expect there to be no consequences for it. I mean, that, that's the kind of stuff that just drives me up a wall just about business and life in general. Don't put it out there and then pull it back and then expect somebody to just kind of just keep rolling because you're the boss and they're the employee. I mean, that's not the way it works anymore. It really doesn't. And I don't think it should work that way.
0: Louis Riddick here on the Rich Eisen Show. Last one for you, Louis, before I send you uh, uh, back into your ESPN day. There's so many different (laughs) quarterback and so many different situations to talk about right now, and I'd love to have you back on as the new league year begins and we get closer to the draft. Uh, but uh, but uh, T J Jefferson, say hello to Lewis Riddick. Go ahead, say say hello to Lewis. Riddick. Lewis Riddick, what up, man? Okay, that's that's my what's social media. That's my social media grandmaster, uh, who's a diehard okay. Dallas Cowboy fan who doesn't want to hear about yeah. Dak Prescott until the deal is done. So let me ask you about Dak Prescott and what's going on with yeah. the Dallas Cowboys, Lewis. What is going yeah. on there? Do you think? Talk to me, Lou. <laughs> yeah, you know,
5: look, th- th- this again. See, sometimes you know what I just said. Sometimes it's not as it shouldn't be so hard. <laughs> I don't I don't understand why this is so hard. And and I wish I knew everything about the negotiation here so you could really kind of pinpoint what has happened. But let's just say this. Knowing what we do know, we know this. When teams want to make deals, they make deals. When team when they wanted to get Patrick Mahomes signed in Kansas City, they got it done. Yes. Heck, when the Texans wanted to get Deshaun done, they got it done. It just got done. Why what is the what's the hold up? Who is Who's the guy who's holding this deal up? Because we, we, we are, we're not going to really argue about just how good Dak is and whether situationally he's a guy who can make people better, blah, blah, blah. We saw that earlier this yeah. year. Dak is a fantastic quarterback. I don't know what the holdup is. I don't know if it's Dak's representatives in terms of the length of the contract, if Jerry's uncomfortable paying him 39 touching on $40 million per year. I, I don't know. But we saw what happened when he wasn't on that football yes, team. Yes, we did. <laughs> We saw how it cratered, and right now, that, you know, look, Dak's going to win regardless. Dak's going to win if they franchise him again. I mean, we'd, we'd all take $70 million over two years in cold, hard cash. That's what he gets. Don't sign him. That's fine, too. I hit the free agent market, and right now, you know, Ed Warder's reporting that Dak is on track to be ready to go by this spring. Yeah. He's going to cash in. And if you franchise him and don't sign him to a long-term deal, and somehow he winds up signing that tender, next year he hits the market, TV money is going to explode. Sorry, cap's going to go back up. He's going to win anyway. So Dallas better. I, I don't know what they're doing, but Dak's winning. That's all I know.
0: He's getting, Dak is winning. He's getting paid like Kirk Cousins and Garrett Cole <laughs> combined from two sports. They like i guarantee, it's in, unbelievable. And you know,
5: what, and here's the last thing I'll say, Rich. I want sure. to take up. You know, oh, the last it. thing I'll say about go Dallas. This is what they got to be careful about. Okay. Okay, they're they're sending a message to their players and to. Look, the owners are sending messages to players around the league when you do this kind of thing. Dak is a fourth-round pick who did everything right since he's been there, every single thing right, on the field, off the field, elevated the people around him, everything you ask. And now all of a sudden you can't get him signed to a long-term deal? There's speculation that because Russell said that Dallas is one of the places that he'd like to play, can you imagine if they traded for Russell Wilson? didn't pay Dak and brought someone else in there. What do you think that the players in that locker room would say? And what do you think other, you know, what do you think it would do to the morale of that football team as far as how they would look at, and these guys don't care about me. what you do for this place. This is just a cold, hard business. And we know it's a business, but you know how that can affect how you acquire other players and players wanting to come there. Players like to be wanted and like to, be, like to know that they're going to be treated right. What did JJ just do? Going to Arizona, what did he love about that besides the money? He loved how they treated him, how they courted him, how they made him feel like he was wanted. You don't better be careful when you start treating guys like that. Treating them like they're just commodities. Dallas better be careful.
0: Lewis, great chat. Really enjoyed it. Look for my number, please. We'll keep calling. Thank you for taking us call. Thanks a lot, Rich. Right back at you. At LRiddick, ESPN. I follow him. You should, too. At Lewis.Riddick on Instagram. On Monday Night Football. Wow, that was just great. Baby. Hey, look, I've wanted to have a conversation. Full- we could go on and on and about these other p- situations. You know how fascinated I am about Deshaun Watson and the conversation it's about amazing. what choices the Texans are making and why they're making them and what's... I just want to lay it out for everybody in crystal clear terms about the choices that are in front of the Texans right now yelling at them. And with each passing day, it does not appear something's happening. And I'm telling you, we're going to be sitting here in a chair one day. And it's going to be they have no choice but to get rid of him. And if they only had done it sooner, it seems like that's going to pay, that's hitting reality with each passing day. Let's take a break. And speaking of courting J.J. Watt, when <laughs> you go to this man on your screen in Frank Caliendo, oh, yeah. you're pulling out all the stops. <laughs> Every possible stop is pulled with Frank next. 16 and oh, man. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts people, or as you might know from their jingle, o o o O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time for JD Power 2023 award information. Visit jdpower.com/awards only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. We sent you this uh, song that we kind of created based <laughs> off of Nick Saban. <laughs> he stepped to the podium. This is, when was this, November, December, Chris? is was right around there.
3: Yeah, like, uh, no. yeah, yeah,
0: early November. Yeah, he steps to the podium and he starts talking about how somebody who strolled past coming to the podium, they just had torn up jeans, ripped up jeans, holes in them. And I heard it and I said, you know what, if we set that to music, it sounds like a country music song. We figured, you know what, uh, since you are an award winner, you are... As good as they come, man. You are, Trace. Don't worry. You're so humble. Let me talk about that. Right, so. We, so we figured, uh, we wrote the lyrics out. We wrote his soliloquy out for you, right? Do we have the lyrics there? Yeah, the lyrics yeah, there? Okay. Okay. Yeah, it. Okay, he
1: got it right there. And, but, okay. We guess, anyway. No,
0: no, no. Set it up however you wish. You got your own way of doing it. Here we go. Trace Atkins, everyone,
1: on the Rich Eisen Show.
0: Doing Nick Saban's How Did We Get Here.
1: I just want to know how we got here. Not to offend anybody out there, but I just walked by some jeans, wore out jeans with holes in them, all cut up. I just remember when I was a kid in West Virginia, I was ashamed to go to school because my jeans were wore out, only because we didn't have any better. Now they buy them that way, and I just want to know, how did we get here? Tell me, how did we get here? Don't understand these kids these days. Guess I never will. Somebody, please, please tell me. How did we get here? People, how did we get here? Is that. Yeah, you know what? Somebody just, my manager just a few minutes ago showed me Mm -hmm. the new laminate that we have for our tour this year. Because we were trying, we we didn't know what we were going to call this tour this year. So, I hope there's no copyright infringement. (laughs) My tour this year is going to be the How Did We Get Here Tour.
0: How did We, get we had it? fans of our show say, how did you not ask Nick Saban about that when Nick came on? And it's just like, you know, pacing people. It's baby yeah. steps. Yeah. We'll hey, get man. to it. We'll, we'll work our way up. We'll
6: get to it. Plenty of time. <laughs> Nick's not going anywhere.
0: Dad, no. Dad, no. Dad, no. So, uh, 844-204-RICH, number to dial uh, here on the show. And uh, yesterday, we had Steve Keim, the Arizona uh, Cardinals general manager, yesterday on our program. And we welcome back our radio audience. We had Steve Kahn, the uh, Arizona general manager, on the show. and like, Hey, how did you well, – part of the recruiting of J.J. Watt, what did you do? Um, Don, do you have J.J. Watt's uh, soundbite from yesterday's press conference uh, ready? Because he was asked, you know, about the recruiting of him. And Steve Kahn said that he he pulled out all the stops. Um, Blake Shelton? hmm and Frank Caliendo, and this is how J.J. Watt uh, described it. I give
4: him credit. They attacked from all angles. Uh, there was, I think, Steve and, and Michael and everybody did a great job of, I mean, there were players, there were coaches, there were um, non-football people whatsoever that reached out and, and were in my ear and trying to convince me to come down here and, and tell me all the great things about it. and. Um, not only on the field, but sending me pictures of Paradise Valley and everything off the field as well. So, uh, the recruiting pitch was strong and heavy. Um, but I, at the end of the day, I just tell my wife, you know, all signs just kind of kept pointing back down here to Arizona. And and in my short time here on the ground, I can tell you that uh, I'm absolutely pleased and couldn't be happier with my decision.
0: So I guess um, introducing non-football person uh, Frank Caliendo back here on the Rich Eisen show. How are you, Frank? <laughs>
3: Good. And uh, basically, I've been called that my entire career. <laughs> if, you, if, you've ever seen, if you've ever seen Twitter after me doing a sketch on TV, what's that guy doing He's a non football guy. Listen, <laughs> I, I want you to understand something. Yes. Um, what people don't realize yes. is that with Steve Kime, I'm basically like Sharon Stone in the Muse. All right? Uh, he turns to so you. Yeah, a, a kind, like, every day, I, I get a call from Steve Time, and he's like, this is a couple of years ago, he's like, uh, hey, what do you think? Uh, do you think we stick with Josh Rosen? I'm like, no, 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 no. Hey, Kyler Murray's available. <laughs> yes. You go with that. You, you can trade him. We'll, we'll figure out a deal. And it just, it all goes down. Um, I, I, I make things happen in the NFL. DeAndre Hopkins, he's like, well, do you think I should go after him? Absolutely. You can pull one over on Bill O'Brien. Easy. And then I set this all up together. I'm like, here's what you do. Yeah. I call my cap guy. And, yeah, it was uh, Frank.
0: It was your idea. It was your idea to also see if uh, if, if uh, O'Brien would take uh, David Johnson in his contract, right? That was your idea, absolutely, right? I, I, I am an idea
3: man. I, I, <laughs> a lot of things that people, a lot of things that people don't think are possible. So time tells me about this. Yesterday, like he, I got a text from him. Nice. I talked about you on uh, Rich Eyes. I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm like, "What did you say?" He's like, uh, he, "He didn't really give anything. He's just vague." He's like, "That you, that I, that I helped recruit, supposedly." Mm-hmm. And uh, so I listened to it, yes. and then he bags on me as a flag football coach, which, by the way, 100 yes. percent true. I was terrible. I was brutal. Um, Gruden once he once texted Gruden during a game, yeah. and I was wearing this backpack as I was coaching. And Gruden's like, "Is that a bleeping backpack he's wearing while he's coaching?" get rid of this guy right now this guy shouldn't be coaching your kid so um all right so this is this is what i, really like. and yes. I think yes it, jj did his uh jj i've known jj watt for uh he's from wisconsin he grew up in wisconsin right and i grew up in waukesha wisconsin so we had that kind of a tie he came out to shows a show a year ago, with his brothers, we snuck them in, believe it or not. If yeah. you we snuck all three Watt brothers in, which isn't easy. Um, and uh, he was super cool, super nice. And then we, he let hey, when, they, when the Pro Bowl was out here, mm-hmm. uh, my son went and met him and all sorts of stuff. So we've kept in touch every once in a while. I'll text him something about... Um, mm-hmm you know, how's uh, Tommy Bartlett, Bartlett's robot world out there to the Wisconsin Dells or something like that. Just, right. Just he's a super nice guy. Well, I think this, I think it was, I said to time, uh, JJ J. Watts available. You want to get him?" Oh, <laughs> <And>, uh, <laughs> well, you're the muse. So you should, <laughs> but, right. Yeah, I mean, right. Let's, be, let's be honest. It's a complete joke. I'm joking. With, I'm joking with time. He's like, do it, do it. And like, I can feel time's beard coming through the phone. I like, do it, do it. I'm like, uh, uh, and then I didn't, and then he's like, then time just keeps coming at me. Do it, do it, do it. Do it. I'm like, all right. So I text JJ and I like, Hey, uh, time won't leave me alone. Okay. <laughs> um, he, he loves you. You know, it'd be great that you're here or something like that. I go, and you're probably already got, and I, I did text that. I'm like, you probably already got texts from Deandre Hopkins, uh, which mean a lot, uh, which you would mean a lot more. And mm-hmm. like Shelton, uh, and he's like, man, he, and he said the same thing that he said in that press conference, Texted me back, you coming from all angles. So super. Mine was, kind of a, mine was kind of a soft sell. I'm sure I had nothing really to do with it. I also undersold it a little bit, to be honest with you, because yes. they knew, and this was already happening, Packer fans are ticked off at me. because I'm from Wisconsin. Yeah, what are you I'm doing? Calls, right. What are you doing? Uh, yeah, uh, Listen, I can, uh, if, if the team calls me, I can help. But I can't <laughs> help unless your NFL team calls me. I have, and there's a pecking order. It's Groovy, the Packers, uh, Arizona. I, I gotta, I gotta go through life,
0: you know. You know what? So, so, so uh, what you're saying, Frank, is Brian Gutekunst needs a comic muse. He doesn't have one, and look at him now. Yeah, look at the problems if he's got. You-, you know. And you, it's I am I am a helper. What I I'm here for people. I'm not, I'm, i mean, I'm listen,
3: I don't do this for, it's financially it does nothing for me. I don't make any money for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right,
2: exactly.
3: <laughs> I make zero I make zero dollars for making things happen.
0: Um so it was just uh, a, yeah, so yeah, it was, Frank, it was just a text, it wasn't a video or anything like that? Or you just No, you, you, no. Uh, and
3: I texted I texted Time about that too. I was like we he said when G- when Steve said he probably Frank probably sent me sent the uh, JJ a, a a video of Gruden I'm like yeah that would be a real good salesman Hey come out here to the Arizona Cardinals where I'm not the coach man <laughs> 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 no, I mean listen I would love to take I would love to take uh, responsibility for that but and I, I thought I I he is dusted I I got a text from. <laughs> the biggest, one of the biggest radio guys in the morning radio guys in the country, Rover. He's like, what did you do? What did you do in Cleveland? He's like, the Browns fans are ticked. I'm like, ah, Steve's just trying to mess with me. And then I got a text from Steve yesterday, your Q rating is going up. And- <laughs> going up. For people who don't know what a Q rating is not whether people like you or hate you, it's just that they know who you are. That's like- <laughs> Um I spell it right. And it was 100% true. But now I got, you know, and I had to I, yeah, it's just so funny. I think, it, you remember a couple of years ago when I completely, supposedly destroyed the draft by almost <laughs> with John Gruden calling Steve Time? People got that story wrong. But, so I mean, it's kind of funny. I, I think it was pretty cool, and it's, it's great that uh, and they JJ say is going to be out here.
0: And they say you're a non-football, and J.J. calls you a non-football person. Please, come on. You're a football, well, you know you're what, football man, Frank <laughs> You're a football man. Yeah,
3: hmm. I, what hmm. did you want me to have sent him? Like, pictures of me... Gigi, <laughs> five foot six, 220. You could a porky lift right here. Come on, I can make this happen.
0: Oh, man. Well, I wanted to get it straight from you, and I'm glad I did. And uh, uh, by the way, uh, I'm Last time Chris I saw this man was on a Zoom square. Uh, he kicking us, oh. kicking off the Bruce Arians oh, of fa- family foundation. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Uh, you were the first person I saw, Frank, when, we, when <laughs> ten minutes before where the Zoom begins. We're in the green room, and and I look up, and there's a couple of the the members of the production team that are are there to work us through the run of show, and there's there is frank in the red sort of cap of arians and and a a glass of what i was assuming was the real stuff as opposed to like uh you know like uh ginger ale or whatever and then the real arians dressed the same way holding the same sort of
3: stuff and he had a he had a bigger bottle than me. I mean, it was oh, unbelievable. He had it. it was real. That's what I'm talking about, Daddy. That's, that's what we're amazing. talking about, Daddy. We make it happen here. I know, know. We lose, we lose, baby. That, that's what it is. <laughs> he, uh, something. I, he, and again, he said, "How am I gonna get? How do I get Tom Brady, Daddy?" I, I said, "Bruce." Here, I'm glad you came to me, first of all. Yes, you the all right, muse there, to, too. Do.
4: You're the muse in yeah.
3: temples. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what, what do you think? You think Bruce A- You think Bruce Arians called Tom Brady in his name? No, no, it's me. I get on the phone. Hey, daddy, what's going on, man? Listen, you ever swim in a swimming pool of Crown Royal? I'll make it happen, Daddy. That's what it's all about. Come on. You want to You want win a Super Bowl of 50? I can make it happen. I can make it happen, Daddy. We'll get we'll have. We'll win. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll, what do LeBron game do? Not five, not six, not seven. We'll do that, Daddy. Not seven, not eight, not nine. We're going to win 10 Super Bowls, Daddy. we end up with these goggle glasses, these Jeff Goldblum goggle glasses and a and a, a, a some kind of Kango cap that isn't a Kango cap. It's for my charity, man. That's
0: what we're doing, Daddy. <laughs> Daddy. <laughs> Daddy. <laughs> well, here's a good line for you. I'll leave you with this, Frank. <laughs> since I'll leave you in a better place than uh, than because you've left us in a better place. So we had Arians. This is you, you can use this line. We had Arians on. Our face is my hurting. Cheeks <laughs> my, my cheeks are yeah. after yeah, my cheeks. We had Arians I- on. We had Arians on after they made the Super Bowl, right? We had him on after they beat Green Bay a couple days later, and I told him, hey, you know, because he told a story about how he and his wife were driving down to Florida after they parted ways with the Steelers, and he thought, like, this was it, and the phone rang, and it was, you know, uh, the Indianapolis Colts calling him to say, how about the job? It was Chuck Pagano, and then I said, like, if I had told you when you took that phone call that you would not only come back, but do what you did in Indianapolis, do what you did in Arizona, and now you're the Super Bowl coach of Tom Brady. What if, What would you have said if I told you that was the case? And this is what he said. What are you smoking, bro? Give me something. That's what he said.
2: Fire
3: <laughs> 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 bleed, we weed, man. Make it happen. Make it happen. That's what it is. It get better than that. I tell you, Rich, I mean, you're doing a tremendous job. And I just uh, – I wouldn't have believed it for the laugh of me, but it happened. So uh, 100%, 100% chance. Nah, it. <laughs> nah, daddy. It sounds just
0: like a, yeah, it. All good. right, Frank, you're the best. Thanks uh, for the call. You, you be well, sir.
3: Sure, no problem. I'm going to go help a couple other NFL teams. I got some NBA <laughs> people on my site. Uh, Mark, oh, hold on. Mark Cuban's gone. Got to go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, you take care of yourself, Frank. Thanks for the call. Oh, my God. Oh, the one and only God. Frank Caliendo. Whew. Whew. Oh, my word that was funny. Oh my god. Uh by the way, I want to send my best uh to I saw this in the um in the 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 commercial break leading into this. Aaron Boone's having yeah. a pacemaker uh, put oh, in. Yeah. He's stepping away for the moment to have a pacemaker put in. Yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm sending my best to the uh New York Yankees manager. God. So hopefully he'll just get that uh get his ticker going and He had uh, uh, sur- oh, heart surgery in 2009. Yeah. So hopefully for the best for for uh, Aaron Boone. Uh hey, when we come back, it's it's a pop culture TV show anniversary by the way. Um, I want to... This is one of my favorite shows of the 80s, and it's an anniversary of it. That's coming up next. Your phone calls and, and more. God bless Frank Calliano, man. <laughs> Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets What nickname are you most proud of that you did? Oh, man. By the way, I knew that's when I arrived is when you called me. Betty uh, Davis. Rich Betty Davis, Betty Eisen. Davis Eisen. And, and you also you... went Rich Kaleidoscope Eisen. Well, you, you, you did that, we too. We could definitely go a lot of ways with that. Betty Davis Kaleidoscope. Lucy in the Sky with Eisen. You also well, we gave me could, that yeah, one. Once, once you're on a roll, <laughs> maybe a beer in the <laughs> next they start coming. Um, prep the thing
6: about the nicknames, and I know we've talked about it, is they never, this is revisionist history, when people were well, he really wanted to do this to be famous. Garbage. I did it because it was 2.30 in the morning, and it said Seattle 5, Kansas City 2 with no pictures for a minute. Yeah, right. You got to go with something. <laughs> right. So here's Julio, won't you let me take you on a seat cruise, had three doubles for the Mariners. Okay, so it's just, it came out, it worked, That we, we. that's not the question you asked me. The ones that work the best are the ones that, they're all plays on names, none are derogatory. But you don't have to eat. It. So Burt be home Bly Levin. Right, okay? that was a good one. So, <laughs> well, you don't have to know he's a pitcher, you don't have to know he throws a curveball, right. you don't have to know anything. Right. Every kid's heard it, every parent said it. You don't even have to be a baseball fan to get that. So, a lot of them are food, some of them are I mean John tonight let it be Lowenstein. <laughs> I mean um there I mean there's Jose Can you see Cruz, O Young again, McDowell? <laughs> I mean there Jim two silhouettes on discharge. I mean that's music. Joe actual retail price. price. I mean there's just it's it but a but it, it's it but there's it's a game everyone can play, you know, and then then yeah. with football you go over to high only under highlights and you know Eric sleeping with BN. That's, that's my favorite uh, one. <laughs> Eric sleeping Eric with BN. Um, Bernard innocent until proven until guilty. proven guilty. That's Everybody has their favorite. Andre flavors. Bad Moon Rising. Well, that was next. Well, he tattooed Bad Moon right here on uh, uh, no. pre-tattoo days. Andre's great. On buddy the left, left bicep. No, no way he knew who Creedence Clearwater Revival. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, way. no
0: way, but Bad Moon Rising. You know, there's tons of them. God, I love Chris Merman. One of my favorite uh, colleagues from back in the day and love when he calls in here. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show for... All of our archives. That was at the Super Bowl in Houston. One of the two Super Bowls uh, in Houston that Tom Brady won. uh, That was the most (laughs) recent one.
4: (laughs) So ridiculous. You really (laughs) have to. The new
0: Peacock original, Punky Brewster, perfect for the entire family. And best of all, it is free. It's a new Peacock original. The beloved 80s icon is all grown up and raising kids of her own. All episodes streaming for free exclusively on Peacock. Back here on The Rich Eisen Show. Hey, uh, I'll let you know about um, something I did yesterday that uh, I've been previewing on my social media feeds. I don't know if we've talked about it here, uh, but we have mentioned our partnership with Westwood One. You can get our podcast every single day, all three hours of The Rich Eisen Show, uh, uh, where all podcasts are gotten through our friends at Westwood One. And uh, a new pod that I'm doing for and with Westwood One called Just Getting Started, and I recorded the first... Uh, oh you got the music you're playing music for oh, yeah, giving you some it's music a behind. it's the first episode uh which will be dropping on friday every friday a new episode matthew mcconaughey is my first guest and um the Forget. the academy award winner and golden globe winner and um also the uh, author Greenlights number one on the new york times bestseller list for many many weeks um It's called Just Getting Started, and basically what it's about is the origin stories of successful people. If you're out there wondering if you want to get started on a new journey for yourself or change your journey or just get started at all in anything in life, hopefully you can take some of these stories and use them for your benefit. Just Getting Started with me uh, every Friday, starting this Friday, Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. Also- um, I look forward
6: to our appearance on your podcast. I mean, yeah,
0: I mean- um i'll have my people talk to yours okay great and we'll see when you're free and when i have a space available um and um see how it works well let's just put it this way um um my next guest is damon john of shark tank
6: okay okay you know talking about starting
0: fubu from Hollis, Queens, and look at him now. you got Academy
6: Award winners. Right. And
0: sharks. Um, my, um, that's already been recorded. My next recording is coming up later this week for later on in the month. Soledad O'Brien, okay, so who is started her own news, business. Or, yep. Yes, going from CNN, HBO, Sports, but she started her own business okay, as well. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and then Gary Vaynerchuk has said he'll do it. Oh, okay. So cool. do you find yourself um part of that group or sticking out like a sore thumb? Well, you're just talking about, you know, Good-looking, successful people. Yes. And about your your journeys. I mean, and, my, and our journeys from humble beginnings. Correct. I think Everyone's got an origin story. That's you know. the idea about it. Yeah. Is that it's no matter how... Small what, town what, in
6: Maine. What, small, small town in Jersey, Jersey. Small town small in town Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I mean, look at us. You see us all the time. You like us. Yeah. I think. Small borough in New York City. I got well, stories, outside guys. Outside of New York City. i <laughs> I got well, stories I for know. days. No, you're not going to be on the, the no. podcast. You're not, you're what you're not on enough stuff that I do. You're not uh, how many how many platforms do you need? That's just, it. There's just, just
3: one. I'm just saying. I mean, just throwing it out there.
4: I'm
0: it, available if you need me. I mean, Brockman,
4: really is there more than say. one that we don't know about? He's you saying that he puts you on multiple platforms. Once, I say
6: no.
0: I'm just saying. You know, if yeah, we're here for you. Thank we're you. Here. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. We I appreciate that. We got that. your back. I, I appreciate that. You know. Um, hey, guys,
4: I'm just saying, I was on the front page of the Altoona Mirror less than
0: a month ago. That's so. true. He's feeling it. That's I was too. on the
6: front page yeah. of the West Essex Tribune when I was like 10, too. So, you know well, what? At any I'm rate, uh, <laughs> just getting started is the
0: pod. <laughs> What's the matter with these people? <laughs> kidding, all, right, all right, all right, all right. So go and subscribe right now, however you get your podcasts, and uh, please give us the old five-star rating. You'll enjoy it. I hope you, uh, you subscribe hey, and keep listening. Yeah, yeah, always to check Thank out. you. I appreciate that. Uh, Jason in Miami, you're here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Jason? We'll take your call.
2: Rich, how you guys doing, man? How you doing? Hey. How you hanging? Mike.
6: Hey, what's up, Jason?
2: Rich, um, you know, when I um, I played Missile Command on Atari 2600 with Bill Bates. <laughs> there you go, yes. Great <laughs> <Missile Command. laughs> <laughs> back from our
0: two 80s, 90s video game with 80s, 90s football player. Love it. Missile Command with Bill Bates is an outstanding (laughs) use of this Madlib. Well done. I'm a huge Bill Bates fan too. Well done.
2: Absolutely. Come on. He's definitely he deserves to be in the Ring of Honor for all his time there. But anyway, um, listen. Every time I call, I say the same thing. I'm a broken man. I'm now on the ledge. I'm now on the ledge, and it's about my quarterback. And if y'all don't pay me, that's just unfair. That's unfair. My quarterback, this whole Dak thing, man, has just got me. Um, <laughs> I saw a mock draft, and the mock draft was like cornerback, lineman, tackle, linebacker, cornerback, safety. I mean, this team is ready on offense. Yes. We so just need a quarterback, and I'm I'm ignoring all of the reports and all of the... You know, I see things on Instagram and rumor mills, and I don't, I don't want to hear the rumors. I just want to get it done because if he does get franchised. Cowboy Nation, TJ, you can say goodbye. You can say goodbye to him if he gets franchised.
0: That's he one way to. Like that's him. one way to look at it. And they they also do need some help on the offensive line. It's not the yeah. same anymore, yeah. so they might need that. But I agree, it's it's defensively and and uh, I appreciate the call, Jason, not to push you off the ledge. But I once played Space Invaders with that two tall Jones. So. <laughs> nice,
2: nice to play. Hold on, sir. be
0: strong, there Jay. Go, Hold listen, on, ladies and gentlemen, Jason. <laughs> uh, <anyway. laughs> <laughs> Write it down. This has legs, Chris. This has legs. Man, I'll never forget that
4: time I was playing Centipede with Roger Staubach. Oh, so you, you guys, I kind of feel like you guys are laughing and mocking, but I really did play NBA Jam with Carnell Lake at Woodson's. I mean, this really happened. I, mean, I played Defender with Don Mattingly in the early years. See, days now, you know, now you're lying. Don oh. Mattingly, great
0: first baseman. De- Defensively as well. <laughs> uh, hey... <laughs> <laughs> Thirty-six years ago tonight. Thirty-six years ago tonight. Let's think. Turned on the television on ABC, and there was uh, somebody who I knew from, believe it or not, the film Taxi Driver. Uh, I I was I don't I don't deny I was head over heels in love with Sybil Shepherd. Oh. oh. And then there was a fast-talking co-star who I had never heard of before. No one had. In Bruce Willis. Oh, Moonlighting on was hair. one of my favorite TV shows Some walk of by the 90s. 80s. I would watch it in college. It was from, uh, you know, on in 1985, 36 years ago tonight. Wow. Welcome to
6: the party, pal! That's right. And where, <laughs> where again, Sybil
0: wow. Shepard played... Um, a, um, a a model who had, I guess, money embezzled from her, so she was divesting herself of family businesses, including a detective agency that she had. And in walked Bruce Willis. He's
1: the detective? I,
0: a, a detective who yeah. wanted to basically convince her to keep the job open, and the mean. love romance of Maddie Hayes oh. and David Addison was born. born. Yeah, oh. that show was... Three Golden Globes Insane. and five seasons, and Bruce Willis's career was born. Yes, wow! Bruce Willis's career was born. I I believe his next biggest thing after that, you can look it up, Chris, on his filmography. The whole nine yards. Remember that with Matthew Perry and Amanda Peet. He was really funny in that, if I'm not mistaken, Chris. Right, and then of course Die Hard. I mean, Die Hard. Hey. So. I mean, are you saying the whole nine yards was before Die Hard? No, Die Hard no, no, was no, first. No, no. Die, was Die Hard was first. Yeah, Die Hard was yeah. 88, so Die yeah, Hard is was at the wrong. end of Moonlight. Was the, uh, yeah. Yeah. Look who's talking. That's right. That's... He was in that, too. He was the baby. He was the baby. He was the baby, was the baby. Was the baby and look Travolta. who's talking. Travolta. And then Die Hard, and then he became an action hero, and then he yeah. was in the whole nine yards and the whole ten yards, right? And there those two did not get along. On the set, right? Yeah, they were not cordial. They were not friends. It wow. was a dicey situation. So that's it. lasted five years. But that's Bruce Willis is thirty six years ago tonight. His career was born, and who knew one of the uh, greatest Christmas movies of all time was born out of what happened tonight, Chris? Right? <laughs> Thank you. Am I right or am I wrong? <laughs> Thank you. You're right. Oh ho, ho ho! Please. Oh, some walk by so how, night. So how how much how, how much longer after Moonlighting was Die Hard?
6: Uh, so, uh, Moonlighting
0: was eighty-five to
6: eighty-nine. Right. Die Hard was eighty-eight. So yeah, was, the end, uh, yeah. he was
0: filming. And that I'm sure that was when he was. If if he wasn't, if they weren't feeling it on the set, and he's now an action movie star. See you later. Yeah, out. I love that show, man. I I just I, couldn't get I, enough
4: I watched of it. The first couple of years, I think I got like. Remember, he had a movie called Sorry, Mike Blind Come Date. In. Oh yes. Oh yes. Kim Basinger. John Lurie That
0: was no bueno. That was awful. That was great. I almost walked out of that. We almost <laughs> walked I, out of it because we were just said. I anything Bruce Willis was in I was in because I got of, into because Martin of, because of Moonlighting. Exactly. And he made
4: he set a record I think for his first paycheck for the Die Hard yes. movie as his first leading role.
0: Mm-hmm. I think he got like
4: 5 million,
0: which was a record at that time. Oh, no, I mean, it was certainly also a record for anybody who starred in a Christmas movie. That's yeah. for sure. That's true. <laughs> I mean, Just Macaulay y- didn't make...
6: <sighs> take the L, bro. Macaulay Culkin didn't make as much in Home Oh, Home. by the way, <laughs> I, want to, I want
0: to thank today's guests, Albert <laughs> Breer, Rod Woodson, Lewis Riddick, and Frank Caliendo. Do you know who's on tomorrow's show? Macklemore's on tomorrow's show. Ooh. I wonder what he thinks about the concept of Russell Wilson and Sierra after going somewhere else because you can't have a mu- music career in Seattle. <laughs> what does he think about that? Oh, that's going to be a great question. We'll find out tomorrow. <sighs> oh, baby. Back on Peacock in a moment, but we'll see you on the radio Thursday.